This is Why We Plan, a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real life stories, challenges, and opportunities of owners and their advisors. Welcome, everyone. My name is John Brown. I'm the founder of BEI. We train business advisors like you to help their business owners leave their businesses in style. And with me today is Michael, who's going to talk about what he does, because it's different than most of the advisors we interview. So, Michael, tell us about you and your background and what you do today. I'll share we are different because we primarily sell companies for the past 20 years. We've engaged in business sales, everything from, you know, the $200,000 sale to I have a $40 million sale closing this week. But we've always been geared toward that third party sale. And most of the time, it's a function of our clients, whether it be their attorneys accounts, maybe just their spouses saying, you need to sell the company, you need less risk, less headache. Let's take our chips off the table and we want to retire. You said retire in mm-hmm. style. You're the master of the industry. I'm mm-hmm. going to say retire on your terms because mm-hmm. sometimes we find for that entrepreneur, their goal isn't to go and lay on the beach or to go and play golf. Right. They want to continue to be <clears throat> active. It's hardwired into their DNA yeah. that they're problem solvers by nature. Yeah. So when, when we talk about exit planning, we talk about leaving your business in style. But I know what you're going to talk about. That doesn't mean selling your business off. Of course. You just don't want to have to go to work anymore. And and advisors in general, to your point, they assume the owner needs to sell his or her entire interest and do something else. But And a lot of owners want to do that, but not all of them. And most of them don't know the options that they have. So that's what I need you to talk about. It's, it's a perfect segue because I know there's a saying that's age old. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. So in our industry, sellers would come to us, and I'm not going to say for the last 20 years, for the past, let's say, 12 to 13 years, mm-hmm. whatever their issue was, we had a solution. You need to sell your company. Mm-hmm. And then once we realized these owners weren't as satisfied with their sale, it wasn't A, filling their financial gap, or B, fulfilling their long-term need and giving them the passion and excitement that they wanted post-sale. And then once we started to work with organizations and learn, frankly, from organizations like yours, we look at the plans like the ESOPs, the majority minority recapitalizations. A private equity sale could still be a sale, but you could have a significant amount of rollover equity Mm -hmm. where you're still participating, whether in a control or non-control position. But the beauty of it is you're doing it on somebody else's dime they have that bench. Usually, let's just, you know, we'll use that stereotype of the newly minted MBAs that want to work 60 hours a week and have the passion mm-hmm. and enthusiasm. And they could help take the companies to that next level, maybe achieve all those accomplishments that you weren't initially able mm-hmm. to. And again, somebody else is dying with their bandwidth, with their connections, and with their, if it's private equity, their other portfolio companies, mm-hmm. where the owner, the owner can achieve something they might not have ever been able to accomplish on their own, right. but it's only through the proper planning and techniques that organizations like yours train folks yeah. in. So those owners, we call it getting a second bite of the apple. 
They keep 20% of the equity or whatever, have somebody else grow the value. They already have financial security from the first sale, and the stress is gone. What a better solution than get rid of the stress, have somebody do everything you hate, and you could figure out what did you most enjoy when you launched the company, and maybe how can you refocus on that, but you already know the path to take it to the next level. You could still follow that path, but have somebody else alongside you to do it. So two things. That's great. One, what size company do you need to be as an owner to do what you're describing? And secondly, what do you, what does your company do to facilitate that? First, we'll always say you need at least a million. Really, you should have two million in, in EBITDA. Um, you know, there's a little give and take there. Mm-hmm. But you need to be sizable enough that private equity or a recap company is going to be interested in you because they need enough bang for their buck to make the juice worth the squeeze, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things you could do with smaller companies. We've assembled companies together to get them yeah. high enough and then do this. Mm-hmm. But it'd be better if, if you're larger. Um, we stick in the, in the sandbox that's under $20 million in enterprise value. And the reason is the larger ones already have their financial advisors in-house, their in-house counsel. Mm-hmm. They have a team of folks like yourself that are extraordinarily experienced. So we don't add as much value. We want to get the, as much value as we can. From our standpoint, we're a valuation firm. So we'll do valuations mm-hmm. at the outset. Usually we don't charge for it. Um, it's part of the, the, the exit planning process. Mm-hmm. Understand where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then we try to map out. These are all the value enhancement uh, initiatives you could undertake in the tactics to either bolster that value of the company and that's regardless of whether you want to sell or not, mm-hmm. you need to be prepared regardless. So we'll engage in all of that. And then, again, in the last five years, we've shifted from only engaging in a third-party sale to now, what about if we parallel process looking at ESOPs, looking at all these other options, keeping your company, doing a minority or minor, majority recap. Mm-hmm. Um, you've taught me several strategies. I never knew, but they're all available. And through your, your team of, of exit planners... The sky's the limit. Yeah, that's great. Of course, back then you had a you had a mustache and a beard. I shaved so that was just a different, for you. It was just a totally <laughs> different person. <laughs> you know what? When I started when I started doing this twenty years ago, I worked with my three best friends since the age of thirteen, and we always had the challenge of we were high school friends, we're kind of casual in nature, mm-hmm. and then we all looked younger than we were. So as a 30-year-old trying to sell people's five, ten, twenty million dollar companies, you don't get as much traction. Yeah. So I always tried to look older. Now I'm 50. I don't need to try to look older anymore. Right. Now I might try to look younger. You can be yourself. <laughs> That's the great thing. Authenticity <laughs> and being genuine. It's the one thing we tell all our sellers throughout the sale. Because if they're not themselves, they're not going to be satisfied in the sale. And at the end of the day, it's all about them. That's great. That's great. So what I've tried to do today with Michael is to give you, the advisor, another exit path to look at, which is not necessarily a total sale or transfer the kids or the key employees, but there's this, I guess, a middle path where you can help your client gain financial security, achieve their other goals, infuse the company with capital, and still retain some ownership. So that I think that's a great... Uh, thought it and it works. I, we've seen this happen with many clients. And Michael, any final words, but of advice 
to do. Uh, I want to pay you credits and kudos because something that I've noticed you uniquely emphasize that you won't find with your obvious, your financial planner, your wealth advisor, is you look at who that client is, what makes them tick. And it's not just about where they're going to be financially after the exit. It's where they're going to be mentally. And do they really want to exit? How do they want to transition? Do they want to stay active? And what does that look like? And you've kind of focused on that whole, it's, it's a holistic path. It's right. a holistic plan. But you don't hear a lot of that in our industry. I think, I think that's true. And that's, that's really why we plan. We want to let the owner make the decision, not the owner's advisors, on the future of their company with or without them. You really empower the owner. I appreciate that. See you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.